Lost in the Specific, the number one podcast dance. Stop, stop, what are you doing? What is that voice? What voice, Dan? That voice. Stop that. Do a different intro. Somewhere in a remote mountain far away, Dan Jin is like, all right, I've had enough. How about, this is Lost in the Specific, let's crack on. Hello, episode two, Lost in the Specific, welcome. If you listen to the first episode, I just want to thank you, I appreciate your support. Don't want to brag, kind of went viral. 50 streams, don't worry about it. Just call me Mr. Big Time, no problems. But no, I uh, I appreciate you being on the beginning of this journey. Obviously, it's still only episode two, so it's going to take some time to get to where at least I want it to be. And if you, yeah, if you if if you're here from the start, then thank you, and I hope you enjoyed it. I got a lot of positive feedback, which is uh, great news for me. But yeah, let's crack on with episode two. So, India. We're going to talk about India. Uh, a place where I went last year, and I just I want to actually start off by uh, just commenting. There's there's a lot of civil unrest in in India at the moment, and there's quite a few deaths recently in the capital, New Delhi. And uh, I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. I I know it's political, kind of some religious undertone as well. But to all my brothers and sisters in India, you know, I hope it gets sorted and you can move forward. But not all doom and gloom in 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 India because the guy from Apple, you know, not Steve's Jobs, he's you know not with us anymore. But the other guy, Tim Cook, yeah, he said that Apple will be opening their first ever physical store in India in 2021. So something to look forward to. I cannot imagine what the queues would be like on opening day. I mean, there are over a billion people in India. If it's in New Delhi or Mumbai, where it's, you know, in excess of 20 million people, they'll be, <laughs> they'll be camping out there. I don't know. Let's think of like a typical Indian name. Like Steve, this is Steve. Steve has been sleeping here for four months on the anticipation of the opening, just so he can be there first. Um, but yeah, good for India. You know, they're, they're getting that. And if you don't care about Apple, then... Whatever. But yeah, India. So I went to India last year in around about in around about April time. Let's take a quick drink of water. I ate some peanut butter and it's left my mouth a little bit dry. Probably not the best thing to eat on the day that you're recording a podcast. Note that. But yeah, I went last year and I remember when I was telling people, hey, hey, everyone, I'll, I'll tell everyone. I was so excited. I was like, hey, lady on the street, I'm going to India. She's like, who are you? I was like, I'm going to India. But a lot of people were like, whoa, have you done your research? I haven't. I don't really research. I'm Aries, so I'm impulsive. So I'm like, I want to go there and I know it's there on the map. So good. I didn't really do much research. I never do. But they were like, be prepared. Be prepared. For what, India? Be prepared for India. Okay, whatever. I mean, look, I've been to some places that are completely different cultures to the ones I'm used to, Central America, some parts of Southeast Southeast Asia. And I've always managed pretty well. You know, there's a little bit of an adjustment, but 
in the most part, it's fine. Um, so obviously, I just kind of brushed off their concerns. I was like, I mean, it can't be, it can't be as you know intense as they say it is. Uh, wish I'd have listened a little bit harder to what they were trying to tell me because India is like no other place I've ever been. Usually, you can kind of compare certain cultures, societies to another one. He's like, it's kind of like India. I, I had nothing. I honestly had nothing. I was like, India's like India. Um, yeah, it was, it was a big culture shock, to be honest with you, to the point where I was like, I don't know how to leave the house. I just, I just want to stay in with the cat. I mean, I got there. I mean, the whole reason I was going to India was because I love Indian food. And I was, I was in Serbia, Belgrade. Get there if you can. And I was, I'd had a few drinks. And I was like, I really like Indian food. I really like it. Wouldn't it be great to eat Indian food in India? And drunk Dan's brain went, just book a flight. I was like, what? Just book a flight. Do it right now. And I did. Booked a flight from Belgrade to New Delhi for a few days later. And I thought, oh, wow, that's intense. It wasn't a few days. It was probably about a week. Um, give myself... I was drunk, but I was like, I'm probably going to have to get a visa. Uh, which didn't take that long at all. Two or three days, to be fair. So I get there, and I've got a bit of jet lag. I settle in, and I go out for the first time. And I had never, ever just... The, the beeping of the cars sounds so pedantic, but it's like the first beep goes off at 6 a.m. Like, beep. And as soon as the first beep goes after a, a, a night of peace, it's as if the whole of New Delhi, all 20 million of them, stop what they're doing and they go, oh, oh, it's beeping time. Beep, 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 till 10 p.m. Just, just a big beeping session, a beeper-thon. And they're all driving around and there seems to be zero law and order. Like there's no there's no guidance on the roads, there's no signs and, and stuff like that, like where maybe used to in the Western world. And it's just like, oh, there's a little bit of free road. I'm just gonna go there. And ten people have the same idea. So they are beep, 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 beep. And and somehow, some way, they all understand what the right thing to do is. And despite the roads being absolute chaos, never saw a crash. I've seen lots of crashes in England and America, for example, you know, the, the hub of law and order. Never saw a crash, which is surprising considering, but they know what they're doing. I have no idea what they're doing, but they know what they're doing. So that was a little bit of a... <gasps> it just made crossing the road a little bit, you know, a little bit risque. It's quite fun. And then there's the attention that you get. You know, some people... I, I always had the M&M line, like, you're acting like you've never seen a white person before. Many of the people here in India that saw me had never seen a white person before. And New Delhi, you know, it's the capital. It's It's... It's very uh, touristic, but, you know, not all 20 million people have come across someone who looks like me. And even when I was walking out and about, 
there'd be days where I was like, I have not seen another white person. And it's not a problem. It's just an observation. Like, you're just like, oh. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So there's a lot of attention that is put your way and it can be frustrating. I mean, for a narcissist like me, I just embraced it. I was like, I have arrived. Wow. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Yeah, keep looking. Yeah, get your phones out. Record me. You can touch me, which some of them did. I had a lot of children that would just come up and they'd just stare at my skin and then they'd just start nipping it. So I kicked them in the head. No, I didn't. I did not kick a child in the head. I smiled. I said, oh, it's okay. You can nip me like a little piece of meat. But, um, I mean, the adults didn't nip me. That'd be weird. But the kids, you know, inquisitive and not really got much um, social awareness. They were all for it. They were nipping me. I, I had in excess of 200 selfies taken. I know this because I take photos of people. And for everyone that requested a selfie of me, I said, fine, but I get to take a portrait of you. And I, I had around about 200 to 250 portraits when I came back. So that helped me measure exactly how many selfie requests I'd got, which again, for an Aries, I was lapping it up. I would just walk out. So you probably want a picture, right? That's right. Come over here. Um, but a lot of people <laughs> would find that annoying and they may not enjoy it as much. And if you're a woman, if you're a white Western woman, times the amount of selfies I got by a trillion, that's how many you're going to be asked for. Good luck with that. Um, I'm kind of sorry to say. But yeah, the, the people were great. And I remember I had a stare off with, with one, one guy. I was, at, um, I'd got up early to go see something and I forgot what the name of the something is, but I was there and it was great. And I turned around, I was taking a picture of it. I turned around and there was this guy stood around about just in line with me, five feet away, just staring at me. He had no emotion on his face. Zero. He wasn't happy. He wasn't sad. He wasn't angry. Just deadpan staring at me. So I stared at him back. I was like, oh, that's how it's going to go down, is it? Obviously, I don't want a confrontation, so I try and diffuse it. So I just raised a small smile. And he did the same thing. He raised a small smile. So then I was like, okay, my turn again. So I just raised up both of my hands and gave him two thumbs up. He did the exact same thing, raised his hands, two thumbs up. And then we paused and we held each other in the eyes. And then he just turned around and sprinted off. So in the interest of fairness, he'd copied me. I copied him. I just turned around in the other direction and just sprinted off. I don't know if we're friends, but those are the kind of interactions you may have when you go to India. And you just have to embrace it. You just have to be open to it and enjoy it. Because if you don't, India will crush you. It will absolutely crush you. So the people, the driving, intense. But I didn't really have a problem with it. I never felt unsafe. Never. Not once. I was walking around at night. I was walking around at all hours. Never once did I feel unsafe. Because, yeah, I mean, if you live your life in fear of safety, then... It's not great. But again, I'm a man. You know, if I was a woman, maybe maybe the level of attention that I was receiving would make me feel uncomfortable, especially with some of the stories that we hear coming out of India. Not great. 
they've got a thing. They've got carriages, actually, which are female-only carriages, which I I was sprinting for the Metro one day, and, you know, when you're not really paying attention, you're just like, I need to get to the Metro. Sprinted on. I'm out of breath. <sighs> out of breath. Kind of get my bearings. I look up. I just see, oh, there's a lot of women in here. I was like, oh, I've got on the female-only carriage. Great. I look like a pervert. Wonderful. Thankfully, they were all just laughing and smiling, and then at the next stop... I jumped on, and that's nice, but there's, there's a reason they're in that carriage, and that's so they can be safe, and that's sad. They've got a thing in India, it's called Eve's Teasing, I and mean, it sounds quite cute, like, ooh, Eve's Teasing, Eve's Tease Me. It, what that translates to is sexual assault, where men just go and Eve's Tease, grab a woman and touch her, and yeah, it's, it's a serious, serious issue. But again, happens everywhere. I was in New York, I was in New York, you know, this developed part of the world. And I remember the woman on the, the, the subway, she said, a crowded train is no excuse for sexual assault, which I thought was worrying, obviously, but also a little bit weird. Like, wow, who's, what guys are out there that are just like, I think there's enough people on this train for me to start touching women when they don't want to be. Who are these guys? If you're one of these guys and you're listening to this, stop it. Just stop it. It's so easy. You just go, oh, she's a beautiful woman. It'd be nice to touch her. And then your brain goes, but I won't do that because that's wrong. Simple. Pathetic. But yeah, the, the, the biggest struggle I had with India, there was a couple of things. One of them, in some parts, was the smell. In Agra, for example, the home of the Taj Mahal, uh, I smelled a smell I had never smelled before. And it wasn't a, oh my God, what's that smell? It was more of a, oh, what is that smell? It burnt my, I do not know what this smell was. And I can't make you smell that smell through a podcast, but I I can tell you, I would ask my worst enemy to take a shit in my hands, I say, come over here, shit in my hands. And I would use said shit so I could smell it to cover up the smell of Agra. That's how bad it was. Not the whole town, just some parts. It's just overbearingly bad smell. And of course, another thing was the tuk-tuk drivers. I mean, in the most part, If you hired a tuk-tuk driver, they would take you to different monuments and you'd have a great afternoon with them. They'd be full of knowledge, full of humor, full of great conversation. And it costs like $10, $20, if that. It's great. That's great. But when you're just walking from, I don't know, a coffee shop to a shop two blocks away, and there's a tuk-tuk driver following you for the full walk, beep, beep, tuk-tuk, beep, beep, tuk-tuk, it starts to piss you off. I'll be honest with you it does start to piss you off. And they won't stop. If you just go, no, thank you, I'm all right, I'd rather walk. They'll be like, ah, I'll just follow them. They'll change their mind. So I was like, I'm going to have to think of how I can out-intensify them. So when they're like, tuk-tuk, I'd be like, no, thank you. Tuk-tuk, nah, honestly, I'm okay, I'd rather walk. Tuk-tuk, Jesus Christ gave me legs and my God shall I use them. Oh, we don't want you Christian freak in my car. Uh, you can, and then they just drove off. Bye. Bye, Tuk Tuk. Some people aren't as weird as me. 
I grant that. So you may not want to do that. But it worked in the most part. It, it absolutely worked. And probably the most difficult part of India was the poverty. I had, I, you know, I'd been to some places where I grew up in a poor area. Wow, I feel like a millionaire compared to, to what I saw in India. The poverty was heartbreaking, to be honest with you. You know, you've got kids, barely got clothes on. They've clearly under, uh, they've got no nutrition or anything like that. It was difficult to see that. And I, you know, I accidentally, because um, I walk a lot without really paying attention, I accidentally ended up in one of the slums a few times. And yeah, they're, they're not nice that people are living in those conditions. And do you know what? Um, wow. I mean, is there anything more? Ugh. There are such things as slum tours, and that's where rich people pay tour guides in India to show them around the slums. If you are that person, you're listening to that, it's like, oh, yeah, I did that. That was great. You're a scumbag. You're an absolute scumbag. No rupees go to the people of those slums. And I'll use that word again, people. They're not a tourist attraction. So if you're like, yeah, you know, we had a great day out, did some shopping, ate some food, had a dosa, went on a slum tour, you're a scumbag. And I'll say that to your face, not just in the comfort of my little podcast making area. You're a scumbag. They're not a novelty. They're suffering. They haven't got a great life. It's poverty you'll never have to experience. Don't go there because, you know, you want to really understand how it's like in India. You just want to feel good about your own life. Scumbag. What I would say is for the children in the slums, always saw them running around smiling. Always saw them like life wasn't that bad. And I thought, wow, like if my internet goes down for like two minutes, I'm like, my life's bullshit. Ugh. They've got nothing and they're just running around smiling. Good for them. We can learn something from that. But they have to go, they've got no sanitation, so they have to go to the toilet in the street. And they, quite commonly, each morning you will see a row of 10, 15 people just squatting down and taking a shit, just chatting to each other, eye contact. Yeah, today, you know, we'll probably, that's my, you know, typical Indian accent. Yeah, today, so, so, you know. I'm so scared of trying to do an Indian accent because, you know, if you do accents of people who aren't white, then that's bad. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I was just like, this is, this is, why am I watching people take a dump? But I loved India. The food was great. The food was so good. Got deli belly a couple of times, so rather acquainted with my toilet, but the food was awesome. Dosa was great. I had dosa for breakfast, dosa for lunch, dosa for dinner, dosa for supper. Beautiful. If you've not had dosa, D-O-S-A, try that out. But India will be a shock to anyone that's never been there before because it's so unique to what people are used to. And you may want to use words like it's crazy, it's mental, it's terrible. It's just not your normal. And the more you can get your mind around that and the more you can accept that you are literally just experiencing a completely different way of life, 
doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't always mean it's right. You know, we can learn from each other's cultures and approaches to living in this world. But I loved India. I tapped out. I will be honest with you. I tapped out. I was like, it's too intense. I'm off to Thailand. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it again because I, I feel that I will be more accustomed to the culture shock that comes with such a country like India. But it is beautiful. It is great. It should be experienced. And if anyone asks me, should I go to India? I will always say yes. I will always say yes. And now I will be one of those people who's like, whoa, have you done your research? But I will always tell you to go. And maybe go with someone else. If you're a man, you know, still go with someone else. I would definitely, solo female travelers, many of them go to India. Many of them are fine. But there's just an anxiety that may be linked to your trip that won't be as intense as if you're with a group of people. So maybe go with someone else and you can just have each other's back. But yeah. India is by far the most different place I've ever been, but it was worth every single minute. I'm glad I drank too much in Serbia whilst eating some Indian food and made the decision to go, and I will look forward to absolutely going back. And the people are great. You know, for as interesting as some of the encounters were, the people were beautiful uh, in India. They, They wanted me to love their country. They wanted me to show... They wanted to show me how great it is. The the hospitality was was amazing. And I just want to thank the people of India who contributed to making my experience as, as unique and rememberable as it was. So don't be um, put off by any stories you hear. Although they're true, 99% of the time, the people of India are some of the most beautiful people that I've ever met. Guys, I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, share the love, subscribe, support, share it with your friends. Let's get a bit of a movement going. Last week we did 50, this week I want to do 55, 55 streams, imagine that. This has been Lost in the Specific, thank you very much for listening, I'll see you next week.